want the world. Yeah, I want the world. Yeah, I want it all. Said I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. I'm coming to get it. Don't care what you heard. Don't care what you heard. I'm taking it all because I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. Yeah, I want the world. It's the best in the game. Best in the biz. About that time and you know what it is. Coming from Brooklyn, bringing that truth. Never gonna lie. Never gonna lose. Always on top. Keeping it steady. He'll make you tap out and you won't be ready. He got the suplex breaking your back. Now everyone in the world gonna listen to Taz. So it's kind of like one of these situations where I'm recording this podcast for you people and I know at some point somewhere down the road soon this could be the biggest hack that's ever done to me hack alert to the highest levels about to go down in this pod now you know what I'm talking about because you read the title of this podcast so it's not that big of a friggin hook but um, it's still kind of a snazzy open uh, Welcome to the Taz Show, my name is Taz And thank you for downloading this episode You're doing that over at Apple Podcast Thank you, um, or maybe Radio.com The main home for the Taz Show Or on the Radio.com app, which I told you before I mentioned it to you people They've done a much better job with the Radio.com app The past, I don't know, four or five months The thing is working great uh, for those that are old school Taz Show fans, you remember back in the day, the Radio.com app was not very good. Um, and uh, they revamped it. They had all new technicians and wizards and engineers. Okay, maybe not the wizards part, but you got it, that are working on it. But anyway, so thanks for download- downloading this episode. So look it. Uh, I have been tussling. I have been grappling, no pun intended. I have been battling. Recording this episode or even discussing too deep into this topic and this idea I have Alright, I, before I talk about it um, I've actually, well, let me, let me get into it and it, It's just, it's a better way and then I'll tell you what I've actually thought about But it's been a while, for probably several months I had this idea And I feel like professional wrestling Mostly WWE So truth be told I as of uh, past uh, Seven eight months I watch mostly just WWE It's not that I'm just a diehard fan for it But to be frank um, You know let's see I have to my obligation And my job is to Talk about what the bulk Of you guys want to hear So from what I've been told from the people That you know log everything and do numbers And do shit for the show here that work for the company um, and I've done a lot of shows on, you know, Ring of Honor and Lucha Underground and other other promotions, even TNA. Um, but the WWE content that I give, maybe because of my time there and my positions there, maybe that's the reason. I'm not sure, or it's just that's the mothership of pro wrestling, no matter if you like it or not. That could be the other reason. But whatever the friggin' reason is, that's what I've been watching mostly, just to, you know, give you guys the right content and shit. You know, um, but here's the thing. So I, I'm, I was trying to, I've been trying to, you know, like I said, a couple months back, I'm frustrated. I'm frustrated. What? Okay, let's just not let's not not say pro wrestling. Let's just say WWE. I'm frustrated. What WWE? Um, it, it, okay, I, I want it's it's like it's a longer comment than just that sentence. 
because I want to explain what I'm frustrated about. I am not frustrated by, I am not frustrated by the wrestlers. I am not frustrated by the WWE superstars. Uh, they are all in great shape. For the most part, they're all really, really good at what they do. And I have a lot of respect for all the, the men and women um, that work for, no matter if it's NXT or NXT UK or Raw, SmackDown, whatever. I uh, All the people on the contract to WWE, the wrestlers, I mean, I get it. I understand, and they they they're legit. They they are all super talented. So, and that's not me stereotyping positively as an overview statement. Seriously, you do not get on their TV unless you're not at least really good, and a lot of them are awesomely good. So, I want to be clear on that right now. This is not me attacking the locker room, and to be frank with you, it's not me even attacking the creative team. Okay, what I'm attacking is. What I'm tired of and what I'm frustrated with mostly I mean, obviously the past two podcasts I was frustrated with the the booking and writing of SmackDown and Raw at, You know, for the past two episodes But the last SmackDown wasn't that bad So, um, but anyway, here's the thing I am frustrated with The oversaturation Of the talent that they're putting in front of us How they're pushing the talent Because of oversaturation And most importantly When I say frustrated with the talent I mean how they're portraying the talent Now that sounds like writing and creative It's not It's That's more of a the, the packaging of the talent The way the talent is presented That's the best way to put it The talent's presented Super high road Super high class, super slick Super money behind it Super professional, there's no doubt But I'm a little tired of it <laughs> And what I mean is I, 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 There's not enough grit There's not enough feel of Realism anymore Everything with the WWE And I've talked about this a little bit In the past, is super sanitary Super sleek, super slick Super clean Super expensive I mean the with the way they portray their product Which is the, the start negative things I'm saying This is all by design This is what they want to do This is what they spend millions of dollars on So I'm telling you one guy's opinions and desires As a former wrestler, a former champion A former commentator, a former trainer um, A former lifer of the business And a wrestling fan <laughs> That's what I am, right? So I'm just telling you my opinion. I, I, there's not enough grit. There's not enough realism. There's, it, it's all of these guys and girls, these athletes that that they're putting in front of us. They're making them all feel almost like the same. And you know, we we know they're losing fans. They are WWE, but they have a whole cycle right behind them of new fans coming in. So you know, yeah. Look, they 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 run all year round. There's no off season, so that's a that's very difficult to do. So you're gonna have dips and 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 highs. It's gonna happen. And so maybe if they're going, the numbers are down, or the raw rating was down a little bit. They're still well, you know, a good amount over two million people a week watching the USA Network, watching Raw. It's a good amount of people. There's a lot of programming out there. It's during Monday Night Football, it's during the NFL season, I should say. So you got Monday Night Football on. You know, there's a lot of options. Obviously, not just for TV, but you know how most people, younger people. Younger than me, you know, people that are in their early 20s or late teens or, or early 30s are pulling in their content on the Netflix of the world and, and all these different um, verticals of, of 
putting out television type of product without watching cable TV or television or satellite TV. They're watching on their phones or their laptop and their iPad and all this shit. So it's it's a totally different world. So for you to get on the USA Network, you know, over two million people, um, you know, watching still. I mean, I think that's pretty good. Uh, me personally, I mean, so for that WWE, obviously they have their their main core fan base and. They're going to stick with them, their main core fan core, core fan base, which might be a lot of you guys, that even though you get pissed off with them, and even though you're frustrated with them, you're still watching, you know, and that's okay. That's because you're loyal to, to what they do, and you appreciate what they do, and you're a fan of it. You want everything to be the way you want it to be, but that's not the way it works for us. We know that, right? So um, that's just not the way it goes. Now, so I, I, I've been thinking for a while, like I said, Something, uh, an idea, uh, something needs to change. So I have, I've had this idea for a while where if any of you guys, I'm sure a lot of you guys remember shoot fighting, okay? Uh, shoot fighting for a company, the, the, main, the company I used to love to watch, this was during my prime in ECW, was out of, out of Japan, Pancrase, okay? Uh, and there has been many others uh, during that time, like Pride and stuff was another one, and uh, um, Shudo. There, there's been a few. Valley Tudo's a similar in that realm, but Pancrase was the one that I was into. It was Rings Fighting Network Rings. That, that was a similar thing too. I was more into Pancrase, and and so for those that don't know, I'll give you a quick little kind of backstory with Pancrase. Is was or whatever you want to call it. So Pancrase during the early '90s to you know probably uh, mid to late '90s, probably late '90s. Pod Magnus on. I don't. I don't. You know. I'm not doing like a you know uh, do my research on it to give you that kind of detail. I'm not a historian in that realm. Okay, but um, you guys know Minori Suzuki, right? The you know he he was one of the founders of it, and Masata Masanaka Masata. Matsunaka, I always say his name wrong. It's tough to Funaki. Not the Funaki that you guys know. Different Funaki, right? These guys were the founders, okay, of Pancrase. And Ken Shamrock, then, the legendary Ken Shamrock, kind of helped. He got involved and, and helped build it too, very in the early, early years, right? So basically, Pancrase is like a high, it was a hybrid. It was, I'm saying in past tense, it was a hybrid of different. Of pro wrestling, of of uh, definitely uh, Muay Thai, like you know, different strikes, knees and kicks, um, striking, obviously palm striking, you know, uh, punches to the body. You can open hand to the head and face area. I believe that's how it was, but not to the head with like closed fists. But you you could open hand to the head and face, but to the body they were closed fists, like punches, straight shoot punches. To the, <coughs> excuse me, <coughs> excuse me, to the body. Okay. And there was a lot of different throws. There was a whole bunch of, you know, kicks, round kicks, you know, uh, spin kicks, crescent kicks, all sorts of, you know, different type of striking type of Kung Fu-esque, Muay Thai-esque type of thing, okay? Um, now, it's it was just the word shoot fighting kind of, I always looked at it as shoot fighting because it's a shoot style where, you know, or shoot work or work shoot, I should say, is that's what we call it in a locker room back in the day. It was a work shoot, and then it became shoot fighting. So basically, and and I believe it was Bart Val who came up with that. Uh, it was a a big uh, martial artist and and a guy who was also part of this 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 uh, this realm back then. 
um, and a, a great fighter, and he had that shoot style. Now that so that shoot style and shoot fighting, it's like it's a shoot because it's real, but then we're saying work shoot because you know the jury's still out. I mean, a lot of people say Pancrase was a straight work, but then there's there's people like uh, like Guy Metzger who was a great fighter there, who's you know, frustrated that uh, people say it's a work. And I, I respect that because I do believe some of the finishers were definitely a work. But Pancrase and, and shoot fighting was always ultra physical. And you would see some legitimate, like I said, shots to the body, to the head with palm strikes. And then the thing I didn't mention was grappling was part of this hybrid. And, and, and as far as joint locks, chokeouts, you know, different submissions and stuff. Phenomenal, phenomenal shit I'm just telling you If you never watch the old school pan craze YouTube the shit, you'll find it Now, as of more recent um, I'm trying to remember when It was probably around 2014 or 2015, I believe Somewhere around 20 So what happened was Pancrase kind of changed and and then they they uh they got in with the boxing commission and stuff like that and compatible sports rules and basically uh and and united mixed martial arts the rules of mixed martial arts so they more or less deem themselves straight straight shoots for the most part and now UFC I think you could get it on UFC pass I don't I don't I don't subscribe to UFC's paid stuff but they have still Pancrase MMA it's called it's not what I just described to you and it's not your Old school pancrase. It's more of, of UFC. It's more of an octagon for the most part, cage fighting, and and uh, I think that's based out of Japan. Most of it, I'm pretty sure, the pancrase MMA. So, and it's in bed in essence with UFC. Uh, you know, so I don't know much about that. I haven't done you know much research, or I don't care much about it. I'm an MMA respectable. Respe- I respect MMA, but I'm not a diehard MMA guy, as most of you guys know. Like I don't watch all the shit that's out there. I'm I'm not. I just don't. I just. Anyway, so um, it, now I'm looking at like for a while, like man, I, I know how much I would watch, and I was in my prime, you know, I was like in my prime in ECW, and I would watch tapes, and I, a lot of you guys that are used to my content heard me talk about this in the past. I would get tapes of Pancras. And just watch them I'd be doing cardio in my home gym at that time If I wasn't at the regular gym And I would watch I would just While I was on a treadmill I would just watch Pancrase And watch all these great fighters and performers And who who were basically MMA Mixed martial artists Before there was the term mixed martial artists Guys like the great Boss Rutan Who I'm a huge mark for still Even his commentary work has been epic for years as a fighter, and I believe Boss was from Holland, just a fucking killing machine. Boss Rutten was a beast. Okay, Ken Shamrock, awesome. You know, these these were just, just great, great fighters. Suzuki, Frank Shamrock, Yamada, these guys, uh, Funaki, uh, Takahari. Uh, 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 no, uh, oh, not, no, what's the other guy? Oh, I mentioned Guy Metzger before. Guy Metzger, another guy. There was a, there was just so many of them, and and if you watch it back then, it, I mean. Most of the shit I saw from Pancrase was in Japan Okay The cool thing about this Let me bring you into this for a minute right You'd watch this and obviously most of you guys know Japanese wrestling fans are always usually kind of quiet And respectful during the actual bout The fight And that's part of the allure Was part of the attraction for me With Pancrase because you'd watch the shit 
the match would start. Always, they always made it feel like just straight, straight shoot fight. You know, like like an MMA bout would start, but it'd be in a ring, not a cage, a regular pro wrestling ring. And you'd see the guys getting ready to tangle up, and they'd be in a fighting stance and circling up, and you'd hear the boards of the ring. They'd lean on the ropes. You'd hear the cable. From the cable ropes you'd hear the sound It was so quiet In these arenas in, in different parts of Japan And I know a lot of the stuff they did Was at Corican Hall in Tokyo I've wrestled there a few times in my career And it's an awesome awesome venue for wrestling Small building but phenomenal atmosphere Amazing Like the ECW arena of fucking Japan right? No, I'm not kidding So that feel of the, how silent it was and it was, they would always pack the buildings And it was quiet And you'd hear the boards While guys were walking in the ring you'd, Before they start fighting You'd hear, like I said, the ropes It just felt so organic And so real It's what we don't get today We don't get it at all Okay So you go and watch some of this pancreas Okay And you'll see what I'm talking about I want to take that And I want to adapt it into today's world Because I feel as pro wrestling fans uh, As a WWE Universe as they call it They gave the WWE fan An identity years ago As we know I feel the WWE Universe Needs it Now Give you a little history lesson For those that don't remember There was something called Brawl for All Okay, That was during the you know, uh, probably late 90s During that same time as Pancrase was was rolling And this was right when all of this You know, Mike Tyson was knocking the fuck out of people in boxing uh, You know, different types of martial arts Slash wrestling companies like a Pancrase Was starting to crank up This uh, ultimate fighting championship thing was starting Now WWF on Raw was doing Brawl for All Oh, by the way, there was a Bush League sh- uh, shooter <laughs> In Philadelphia wiping his feet on the apron With a black towel choking motherfuckers Out and hitting a bunch of suplexes too So I was doing that kind of before a lot of the other Pro wrestling stuff but I digress So um, (laughs) So a lot of what the human Suplex machine Taz was what I was I took a lot of that Feel just that feel Of the competitors from shoot fighting A lot of it okay Now I've talked about this real quick I'm not going to spend a lot of time on it But I talked talk to you guys about The Godfather Back in the comma He used to work as comma K-A-M-A During early I think that was early WW um, Mid to early 90s-esque Around there They did a, they did a little gimmick uh, Not a little gimmick A cool gimmick The ultimate fighting machine I think it was called Almost almost after what kind of UFC was doing Before it was UFC You know And it, it was so he he was doing it a little bit early there, Charles, right? The Godfather, as you know him as. Uh, but he was doing that comic gimmick. But anyway, so there was always this feel during the 90s of, man, like the combat sports world, before it was called combat sports, was about to explode with this kind of shit. You know what I mean? So now, Brawl for All, what that was, um, for those that don't know, it it was basically... Guys that worked for under contract to the WWF at that time And they would basically have to volunteer Because there would be a segment or I should say a match um, Within Raw uh, Raw is Raw the, the, during that, that whole era um, And you would volunteer To get into be part of Brawl for All Now 
it was an amazing concept, very smart. Um, it was a tournament, basically. And it's kind of like where I'm going with this podcast and with my idea, but a little different. Okay. It, this was, uh, this was, jeez, ah, it, it probably, it didn't even last a full year. I mean, I, I just think it, it went a few months because guys were getting hurt badly. And I think Vince Russo was one of the one of the guys who came up with the concept while I was working for, for Vince McMahon back then. And there was a lot of guys who got hurt real bad during Brawl Fall because these guys were shooting on each other. These guys were beating the fuck out of each other. Um, <clears throat> so, you know, <clears throat> this was something that, uh, you know, really it, it – it, Dr. Death Steve Williams was in it. Jeez. Uh, um, uh, I mean, there was a lot of guys. I think Shamrock was in it. Uh, Dan Severn. There was a lot of guys. But the thing is, man, it was there was a lot of guys. I'm trying to remember because I was I was working for ECW, so I wasn't paying that much attention to the shit, but I knew what was going on with it. Um, Bob Holly was in it. I think uh, Bart Gunn was the guy who ended up just winning the whole thing, if I remember correctly. Pardon my ignorance. I might be wrong on that. Um, Gunn, I think, ended up having a fight with the, the big heavy guy, Butterbean, at WrestleMania and some, some shit like that. But, but anyway, they did the Brawl Fall thing, and it really had a lot of crazy, crazy buzz. Like, it was because it was different. It was different than what, they, what everybody else was watching during the matches. But guys were getting hurt. Guys were getting hurt bad. You know, and it was hurting some guy's career, you know. So there's a way today, and I, I have some, you know, info on how I think they could do and should do this. And that's what I wanted to talk about here for a little bit um, because I think it could be something that's actually pretty cool. Let me take care of a little speaking business. Let me take care of some business speaking of really cool. Uh, as you guys know, the Taz Show is supported by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. And they're introducing their all-new Rate Shield approval. That's right, the world-famous Rate Shield approval by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. It's good stuff, folks. If you are in the market to buy a home, well, Quicken Loans will lock your rate for up to 90 days while you shop. That's great. That gives you that peace of mind to do your thing. Go shop, check it out, and you got 90 days because your Rate Shield approval is locked in. So this is what I want you to do to get started. Go to rocketmortgage.com slash T-A-Z. That's rocketmortgage.com slash Taz. Rate shield approval. Only valid on certain 30-year purchase transactions. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. Based on a Quicken Loans data in comparison to public data records, equal housing lender, license at all 50 states. NMLSconsumeraccess.org number 3030. That's a rocket mortgage by my good friends at Quicken Loans. So, um... All right, so here's the deal, right? So there, I feel like in today's world with wrestling, you can you can do this. You can do a shoot fighting deal with no problem, okay? Easily, and it's needed. And there's a couple different ways to do it, which I'll get into in a second. Now, I just want to make this clear, though. I'm not saying or implying. To do it exactly like you did with Brawlfall Again, like I said earlier And for those that you, that I know a lot of you remember Brawlfall And it made it riveting TV Because you knew it was a shoot fight A real fight You know um, <laughs> You can still do a work shoot Especially with the explosion For so many years now Of UFC and mixed martial arts You can do a work shoot Type of um, 
we could throw it different round, throw it around different ways. A work shoot bracket, divi- not bracket, division, show, tournament, one-off, monthly, bi-monthly, whatever. You can do you can do that any way you want, any way you can. I'll get into that a little bit more in this episode. Okay, some thoughts I have. I will tell you this also. They, the WWE, right now, right now, just with the talent they have, they have the talent to do this with no problem. Okay, with no problem. Okay, so I'm thinking of doing a little bracketology of this. Uh huh. You guys remember some fantasy booking I did with the women's tournament before they did the the big show Evolution at at the Nassau Coliseum in New York. Okay, and I did this whole fantasy booking tournament. Um, so and then doing a whole bracketology and all this stuff, and and I'm telling you right now, uh, I know the names involved that they have that they could do something like this. And I'll get deeper into this. Uh, I got to go to break, though. When I decide to break, I'll talk to you more about this. And I'll tell you where, how and where WWE should do this. A work shoot, shoot fighting type of an organization or promotion within the WWE. Ah, I'll take care of that with you guys in a second. Tash Show, be right back. We're back here in the Taz Show. Hey, the Taz Show supported by Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans. You heard me say it before, and I'll say it again. And Rocket Mortgage by Quicken Loans, man, they are rocking and rolling and banging out their all new Rate Shield approval. That's right. So remember, if you are in the market to get yourself a home, okay, Quicken Loans is going to lock your rate for up to 90 days while you shop. That's something that you can't get elsewhere, and it's the best. And you know, Quicken Loans, they are the best. They're everywhere. You hear of them everywhere. You see them everywhere because they're confident in what they do, and 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 they love their they love their their customers, and they love rate shield approval because, like I said, it locks your rate for up to ninety days while you shop. You can't go wrong with Rock and Mortgage by Quicken Loans. This is what you got to do to get started, guys. Go to RockandMortgage.com/taz. That's RocketMortgage.com/taz. Rate shield approval. Only valid on certain 30-year purchase transactions. Additional conditions or exclusions may apply. Based on Quicken Loans data in comparison to public data records, legal ho- equal housing lender, licensed in all 50 states, NMLSConsumeraccess.org, number 3030. That's my friends at Quicken Loans, yes. All right, so we're talking about work, shoot, shoot, fighting, yada, yada, ba, 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 and, and, uh, and that whole dealio, right? So I want to get a little deeper into this here with you. So... Where would you do it? How would you do it, Taz? What would you do? We like the idea. All right. Well, I'll get into it a little bit more. So a couple things I think what I would do, okay? I would um, definitely, I would definitely make it feel a lot like what Pancrase did. I, I'm not a hacker. I don't like to steal concepts, but, you know, there are some things that they did with Pancrase that were really, really cool. Okay, and one of the things was, I I'm pretty sure I, I don't I don't look at where the events were held. I'm like I said, I'm not the Mister Historian guy. The bulk of those events were held in the great country of Japan, and I do think that's where this has to happen because there still is that love and desire 
for the mixed martial artist athlete. Not that there's not here in America, okay? Uh, the only other place that I would do it, there's a different respect. That's my, my point. Because you're going to have, let me just, there's going to be some lulls in these matches because they're not going to be like a traditional pro wrestling match. And it's not going to be like a UFC fight. They're going to be different. You're going to have guys that are really going to work. They're going to work some strikes and they're going to get on a mat and they're going to grapple, not grapple like folk style uh, collegiate or high school wrestling and not grapple like two guys in a gi that are, you know, that, that are, uh, you know, uh, judo players, not to that realm. You're going to get guys working on that catch wrestling style and exchanging of holds. And ex- that I'm not talking about reversing, you know, hammerlocks. I'm talking about holds. I'm talking about working, work shooting on the mat as grapplers. Okay. So that could be boring for some people. Seriously. I do think the audience today, no matter if you're in the UK, no matter if they're in America, no matter if they're in Asia, wherever they are, the, the combat sport or pro wrestling fan base, even in America here, because sometimes American fans, and I'm a proud American, but we could be spoiled with wrestling. <laughs> so we want to see high spots. Um, I do think that because of the power of UFC and MMA and the, and the awareness of it, how massive it is, that some of those fans that are maybe in their mid to late 20s or even early 20s or early 30s or mid 30s that have left Pro wrestling or WWE because they're sick of this shit and they want to just watch UFC. I think that a shoot fighting type thing can bring them back. And I do feel that it needs you when you do this, unlike Brawl for All, it has to be a work. And I'm telling you, and they can't hide the fact they shouldn't come out and say it's a work, but it's got to be a work shoot. Guys got to be going for holds, going for takedowns legitimately. Okay. And the finish needs to be worked. No authority figures, no over-the-top commentary, no fucking none of that, okay? Make it feel real. So I feel, due to Japan, and the only other spot that I feel could work in this world besides Japan is the UK. I do think that there's just a craze for quite some time now in in the great UK for 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 wrestling and and. And fighting arts and and combat sports and all this shit I do And I do think this concept that I have for WWE Which I'm fucking giving them for free like an idiot (sighs) Stupid ass This podcast, you don't even spend money on it You're getting that for free too I'm an idiot doing this (sighs) I think either Japan or doing it in the UK Okay how often do you do it? Well, that's 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 an interesting topic, right? Okay, you can do it where it's like NXT, where it's like NXT UK, uh, where it's like 205, where it's its own show. You can do a show, but I wouldn't do it as a weekly show. I would not oversaturate it. If you do it as a show, I would do it as a monthly show. Okay, so it's like, you subscribe to their network, and whenever they do their tier system, this is part of their tier system. Again, another fucking idea I'm giving them. What an idiot. That's because I love you people. And I'm not bullshitting you. Because I try to give you different type of podcasting than everybody else does. And I don't fucking hold back. And then I get mad at myself. And then I talk shit about it. About myself. 
This idea is gold. Well, maybe sterling silver. No, I'm kidding. I think it's gold. Um, I would do it in the UK, but but or definitely Japan, and I would do it as a monthly show. Now you can do it like they did Brawl for All, where it's a segment every week. Okay, we're gonna get sick of it, and it's it's not gonna have that same cachet. It's just not. So therefore, I don't think you do that. Less is more with this. Especially if you're going to have This is the cool part now Guys that are part of the roster No matter if it's NXT Or NXT UK or Smackdown Raw They are in This shoot fight Work shoot promotion Now what do you call this Not a promotion or the show Whatever you want to call it for WWE You could call it um, uh, SFG For example Shoot fight group You could call it uh, uh well, they wouldn't do this. I was just say like uh, WSL, like work shoot league. They won't call it a work shoot, but they'll call it shoot fighting. They'll say you know, or SFA, shoot fighting association. Or I think SFG is something that probably would work for WWE if they were to do because it it's a group within their company. Um, that's how I would handle it. And what I would do is I know I have the talent on the roster that can. Be athletes in And just for this podcast We'll call it FSG Shoot fight group I know that I have athletes that can do it Okay and I'll get into that in a minute uh, Here uh, I um, I do think like I said It should not be a Shoot I do think that you gotta take some of those same rules That Pancrase had Okay see what Pancrase did This shit was physical their shit was pretty much a shoot What they were doing to each other But guys really weren't getting hurt that bad At all They were work shooting And now if you watch some of the, the kicks you see thrown Or um, you watch these guys grapple You you know, it's it's they're fucking working hard Now I want to let you know, right I, I could speak on this because I, I've done a lot of this but really not in front of a lot of you guys <laughs> I've I've wrestled this style in, in my career a lot Especially during the House of Hardcore years Now the House of Hardcore, the real House of Hardcore Which was the wrestling school of ECW Some of you might not have known that But most of you do know that And that was years ago where Paul Heyman As you guys know owned ECW And then he and I talked And he wanted me to run his wrestling school Which we had on Long Island in, in, in Suffolk County, Long Island In Deer Park, Long Island And we had a little, you know, kayfabe spot Like a little beat up warehouse And no fancy signage on it, nothing like that But when you walked in, it was a badass dojo And myself, Perry Saturn Were the head trainers uh, You know, and, and we, we You know, we had Trained guys A certain way and a lot of times we used to call it high noon on Thursdays. We some of the ECW contracted talent would come to Long Island and get in the ring, and we would work shoot. We weren't really doing a ton of high spots. We'd get on a mat and just kind of just kind of shoot. You know, not trying to hurt each other, but basically, if you watch Pancrase, it was very similar to what you saw there. We were doing a lot of that. There's a lot of that. I, I, I now hold on. Now I almost said there's a lot of that that happens in wrestling schools now because I can't speak on what happens in wrestling schools now. I, I so I'm not. I I don't know if that happens. I know, like when I got trained, 
you know, in, in the, the late 80s, you know, from Johnny Rods in, in Brooklyn. You know, <laughs> Johnny was work shooting with us <laughs> before it was called work shooting. He was just fucking stretching us and shooting on us. So, you know, but in a good way, like to toughen you up and, you know, and get you used to getting off your back and wrestling the right way. I mean, I don't know. I don't think they're doing that in the performance anymore. They get a lawsuit against them. But uh, <laughs> it's a little bit different society we live in now. So um, this style, as far as the wrestling part, I can't speak on the striking right this second. As far as the wrestling part, <sighs> A lot of pro wrestlers can do this style, especially if it's a pro wrestler who has some sort of a martial arts background or has uh, some sort of a uh, you know high school or collegiate wrestling background, um, or someone maybe has neither of that but was really trained properly as a pro wrestler and knows how to exchange holes in a catch style and how to do that. Now, I humbly say this: I don't want to come off like an asshole, but I've I've always was very good at that. And I would do a little bit as the Taz character you saw in ECW. You'd see me do some of that, but not, you know, it's different when you're, you know, you're trying to get an angle over, you're trying to do something. It's a little bit different. You can't just go, I mean, the shit I used to do, not just me, but me and Perry, um, getting there and, 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 and I mean, you know, you know, ex Mikey Ripwreck, he could tell you. He was there. He, he saw it all. You know, Bubba Ray Dudley, he, he was there. He saw it, you know. So it's like, you know, we, we, we would, Basically, just go. You know, we would all just really just go hard, but never animosity, never turn into a real fight, never got pissed off. But we were working snug and hard, and there was no audience. This was just in the gym, and it was we were doing shit that we really weren't going to do in front of you guys as an audience. We were just just fucking around. But it, it's the respect of the game, and I don't know if it's like that anymore. The wrestling business is probably not, um, but. So this style, to me, is captivating and riveting. Um, I do think that some of the rules that Pancrase had, uh, their rules changed here and there. Like they had, you know, they. I think uh, what well, they, they had strikes on the ground, whether closed fist to the body or open hand to the head. Um, you could like so basically illegal would be, like I said earlier, you can't close fist to the face or to the head. By the way, this is bad knuckles. I'm not talking about wearing gloves here. Bare knuckles, palm strikes legal to the face and body, closed fists legal to the body. Now, maybe for WWE, don't even do that part. No closed fist at all. Not at all. Open hand, palm strikes throughout the body except low blows are legal. No pulling of the hair, no eye gouging, stuff like that. Can't do that. Um, you know, joint locks, <clears throat> all's fair, love and war. Grappling, all's fair and level one. Go for it. Throws, do whatever you got to do. Um, and the way you work it, it, that could get a little tricky. But none of the match, from the beginning to the end. Oh, let me rephrase, rephrase that. From the beginning to the almost end. <laughs> that's not discussed. These guys just go in there and they go. And I can assure you, that most of the men and women that are real good pro wrestlers can do that with no high spots. If you're a pro wrestler and you're listening to me right now and you need ropes and running spots to have a good match, then you got to work on your craft. You should be able to have a match on a concrete floor with no ropes 
and no corners and no spring in the middle of the ring and no audience. You should be able to wrestle, work with your opponent without doing any of that. Is that exciting to watch on television? No. Are they doing that in the performance center to train guys and girls? Probably not. Um, But I believe in that. And if that makes me old school, makes me a dinosaur, then I'm a fucking proud T-Rex motherfucker. So because you got to be able to wrestle. And uh, that's what it comes down to. You got to be able to exchange holds the right way. I'm talking about really going. I'm talking, you you go check out some pancreas or, or some pride or something like that. You'll see what I'm talking about. Is a way to work this. Now, look, I'm not, look, there's been a lot, as far as pride goes, you know, pride was like Gary Goodrich and stuff like that. I remember I saw something, he did an interview. He was a great fighter there. It was a bunch of just amazing, they had amazing guys. But the thing is, like, there was some, a lot of scuttlebutt that a lot of those fights were worked. I don't know if that's true or not. You know, I mean, I know he did some interview and he said that, that, uh, some of them were worked and then it kind of petered out over the years where there was less work, more of a shoot. Um, you know, it, it's even pancreas, you know, like I don't, it wasn't like a straight shoot. Now the physicality was, but you know, I don't think all these matches were worked, but meaning the finish, but a lot of them were. Now I had the opportunity many years ago. A lot of people don't know about it. I went to Japan for a small company that was trying to do shoot fighting. It was like a test run company. I can't remember the fucking name of it. I know I won, right? <laughs> and um, and we were, uh, you know, we were supposed to be shooting. I worked with a guy. I don't remember the kid's name, Japanese guy, martial artist. <clears throat> I didn't know him. I didn't talk to him. Nothing. I knew what the finish was, and that was it. And then we just went and we fought. For the most part, I mean, there's a certain way to work and do business together. You know what I mean? Um, I know a lot of you guys are probably searching online for that right now. You'll probably find it. I I just can't remember the name of it. I know Al Snow was there. It'll come to me. But this idea, um, I'm really, I'm a believer in it. Um, And I'm I'm not done talking about it. I'm just, uh, it, it was, um, it was, it could be something that's very different. And I think it's something that the business really needs right now. Because it's so different than anything that anybody has ever done. Uh, it, it also, um, it also, the, the pancreas thing is something I think WWE would should and could be, do with no problem. Um, that would be cool. Would be uh, the way guys were dressed. Now that's the thing. So, so let's say you have, you know, let's say you have, um, you know, guys from the WWE here. You know, and I didn't get into the names yet that I would think. But let's say you go that route and WWE's doing this. Yo, listen, the cool thing is what I would do is I would have the guys, like, let's just say, all right, for example, let's just say Kurt Angle is in it. Now, he, I don't I don't have him in mind for because he's a little bit older, obviously, but I'm, I was thinking something a little different. But let's just say uh, Kurt obviously is more than qualified to be in it. But let's say Kurt was in it. And let's say Kurt was just still like almost a full-time wrestler for WWE right now. I know he's not a full-time wrestler, but you get my drift. We've seen Kurt for years work in a singlet with the red, white, and blue and all that stuff, right? I would have him dress different whenever he's doing, you know, shoot fight group, SFG. I would have him, everyone wears trunks. No one wears singlets. No one wears long tights. Everyone wears trunks, kick pads, and knee pads. That's I'm I'm telling you, I know that's what Pancreas did, and not just Pancreas. A lot of shoot fighters back then, 
the kick pad. Now, a lot of guys wear kick pads today. There's so many guys wearing kick pads today and don't even use them. Uh, you know, just because it's cool looking. Um, and, and truth be told, it hides their skinny calves. Uh-huh. How's that? Pull back the curtain. But uh, <laughs> not all guys, but some guys. So, hey, I wore a singlet to hide that I had never had abs. So <laughs> you got to use material to help your body. So anyway, there's no harm in that. It's well being smart. Um, so what, what I would do is have the guys dress different whenever they do SFG. So it feels different. So like Kurt Angle, I wouldn't even have him wear red, white, or blue. I'd have him show up wearing trunks that are gold with gold kick pads and gold uh, whatever, you know, uh, knee pads. Most of those guys don't have pancreasing. That was, was, was cool. They almost all had their own, like, colors. You know, like they would, a lot of them would wear, I remember, I think it was Takata, the guy who would, he was champ for a while, king of pan crazy, breaking bats with his with round kicks. He always wore that athletic gold, like the Pittsburgh Steeler colors, you know? Um, like uh, it, it always, I think Ken Shamrock, I think he used to wear like black with like red kick pads and like red shoes. Like they kind of all had, for the most part, not every single guy, but they, they kind of, um, a lot of them had like their own colors, you know? I, I just think that's cool and just almost it's almost like um oh god Mortal Kombat esque. I'd even have a voiceover guy. That's kind of what they had. A voiceover guy when you're doing like the graphics going into each fight that sounds like the Mortal Kombat guy. You know, it could be fucking cool. You know, and the arena, no matter if it's in the UK or if it's in Japan, I dock in the arena, I put a spotlight over the ring. I I I'd keep it simple. I would, you know, put like the FSG logo in the middle with a little WWE logo, black ropes, black apron, nothing fancy, no fancy pyro, none of this shit. I would just keep it cold and hard. You know what I mean? Seriously, dude, I know a lot of you people, how you guys like, we kind of think the same. I, and I'm fixing to say that I bet you a bunch of you guys are digging this idea. So, <laughs> and I want you to tweet me or on the IG. Okay. Oh, uh, and, and let me know. Give me, tell me if you like the idea. You know, I mean, I'm just, I'm, I would love to know. Um, now, okay, so I talked about how they should do with, with the gear the guys wear. Um, the rules, I got into a little bit. Yeah, I did. I said, yeah, I wouldn't do any kind of closed fist at all, all open palm strike type stuff. Um, I would not allow palm strike. Okay, to the face is legal, but I, I would kind of. I wouldn't make this like a rule to the public, but I would tell the guys just don't do any palm strikes to the mouth or to the nose or the eye. Hitting the cheek and the head area, it's going to hurt. It's going to leave a mark, but it's better than breaking the guy's nose or breaking the guy's eye socket or knocking his fucking teeth out. Because you want to keep the guys healthy to work the regular events. You know, if you're doing this once a month or bi-monthly, so it's a special event, and it, it could be something that's fucking cool. Something different, something that's fresh, you know, and it, it, you know, really just something so different. I wouldn't get into promos and I wouldn't go, I would keep this an athletic event. Um, and I'm sure some of you guys could think of some names I, uh, that could be in this thing. Um, I have, um, I have a good chunk of names here that I will go over in a, uh, basically in a bracketology. I was gonna do this in a different podcast, but I'll do it now. <clears throat> I would do a um eight man single single lim- single el- elimination tournament, okay? And what I would do, I would have in no particular order, okay? 
I would have uh, I would go Lashley. I would go Samoa Joe. I would go Roddy Strong. I would go Nakamura, Shinsuke. I would go Gable, Matt Riddle, Shelton Benjamin, Kyle O'Reilly. That's who I would go with. Now, someone say, "Oh, you don't have Brock in there. You don't have Kurt in there." No, I don't. I, 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 I also have guys in there of different sizes because that's the other thing. This is open weight. Basically, no, there's no weight restrictions. Okay, just go. Okay, it, it's and I think Pancreas did that for a while. Well, there was no, there was a bigger guy go against a smaller guy. Um, I would go this route and I would do one show as like a, one of these more special S type pay per views, uh, and I would do, you know, the tournament as the first one, uh, FS uh, Shoot Fight Group SFG, right? Uh, you can name it whatever you want. I mean, you know, I, I think if WWE steals this idea, they're not going to call it that. <laughs> they're definitely not going to call it something else. So it's not so blatant. Um, this concept can work because it is going to be a work and you're going to keep it safe, but it's going to be athletic and it's going to be physical as shit. And it's going to be something different. And it's something that you don't see anymore. You don't really see the shoot fight feel. If it's out there, guys, tell me, because I don't, if there's on a high level, tell me at a high level, not something that's small time. Uh, the shoot fighting stuff like, you know, that used to be around back in the day. If it's out there, you know, let me know because I don't I don't know where it's at. Um, back in the day, these things in the, in the 90s, they were around. It was a popular, popular thing. And it's again, shoot fighting. It's it's a it's a mixed martial arts S type thing. Um, you know, uh, uh, it was and a lot of it, you know, Antonio Noki uh, was one of the guys, you know, one of the men from Japan who actually did the the founder, owner of, of New Japan Pro Wrestling and all, and, and Carl Gotch, these type of men many, many years ago, they worked on that catch style of wrestling, those type of techniques. I'm a huge mark for that. Uh, I've been a fan of that for years. I've, I'm proud to say I, I kind of know what I'm doing with that. And I, 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 I love that even at my age and I'm not in the shape I was in, I still can do it. <laughs> you know, I know what I'm doing and I'm proud. I could teach it, but I don't. Um, that's the other thing I wanted to say real quick, man. I, I you know, I if that's what I was hesitant on doing this, this podcast, because I was really a while ago thinking about, you know, uh, starting some kind of a promotion and doing this, like running it and not bringing the WWE wrestlers in, bringing other pro wrestlers in to do this and, and do monthly events and be more or less the promoter booker of the thing. And, and with some other guys that I know that we could do business together as partners and, and I'm, I'm an open book. Here. I'm letting you know it. Right. But, but then I just, I, I'm, I'm very busy with doing, you know, two shows, obviously my radio show and doing this show. So it's, it's, I'm very busy. I'm very happy too. So, um, I, I wouldn't want to take away from, how I make my obviously my main income from me and my family, and for what I love doing these my my two platforms that I have, I'm blessed. Um, I, yeah, for sure, I do miss being in a wrestling locker room or a, a combat sport feel. Sure, absolutely, I do. Um, but you know, I I was fortunate to have a lot of that in my past, and and I'm blessed to have so much of a history with that. Um, that it's it's obviously not my time anymore. But I definitely. Um, Definitely flirted around and talked to a couple of people about doing something like this. It just the timing wasn't right, so I figured, well, let me think about it. Should I talk to the Tash Show audience about this? Because I think this would be a pretty fun podcast, and 
And I, I tussled with not doing this and telling you guys, not because I was trying to keep it from you, just keep it from whoever else is listening to this. Because it's not just wrestling fans who listen to my shit. <laughs> so, I, you know, but you know what? I said, fuck it. You know, um, let me just be honest and, and say what I, I think I make a good podcast. And I think it's a cool idea, um, you know, and, and I think it could work. I think, and I'm not saying maybe, maybe I would never do it. Meaning, meaning as a, uh, as behind the scenes guy to book it or be involved with it. Yeah. Maybe who knows? Um, and by the way, what I would do on the show, like if they did, if WWE did this idea, this fantasy booking idea of shoot rest, shoot fighting and shoot wrestling, a work shoot that I'm talking about, I would have uh, Ken Shamrock as one of the color commentators for sure, and I'd probably have Joey Styles as the play-by-play guy because I know Joey would do a great job at this. Um, and I'm also I love Joey; he's my friend, and 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 I think he's just he's awesome and just. Uh, knows what he's doing. He can call pro wrestling, MMA, do whatever you want to do. Uh, but I definitely have Ken Shamrock as a color commentator for sure. I think, you know, with his legacy and stuff, who he is, I think that'd be pretty cool. You know, uh, don't be afraid. Let Ken know. I put him over out here. I I, I don't know Ken that way. Well. I think I met him twice um, and always was the two times I met him. I'm super nice guy. So I, I don't know him um, like not like not like buddies with the guy, but, you know, always respected him. Um, I remember I talked about this a long time. I remember seeing him as when he was involved in pro wrestling when he, before he got into the whole UFC, uh, before he got into the MMA stuff and the Pancrase stuff. Um, and then he got obviously into WWF. But before that, he was like in the mid Atlantic area down there in the Carolinas and he was working as Vince Torelli. I remember seeing him wrestle, man. That had to be in the very, very early 90s, like 89, maybe 90. And uh, motherfucker was jacked. And I'm like, who is his fucking animal? Look at this guy. And he was working as Vince Torelli. That's a shoot right there. So, uh, yeah, he's been around, man. So, but anyway, uh, uh, like I said, Bass Rutten, man, I love that guy. That guy's just a personality. He's amazing and was an amazing fighter. Just a tremendous athlete, tremendous fighter. He used to stand in the ring, and like I think when they introduced him or whatever he did, he'd jump up, like do like, I don't know what you call it, like a split, where he would kick his feet in the air. His both feet like a split in the air Put his hands out wide It's like a tall like rangy type athlete And touch his hands Like show how athletic he was for a guy like that size He was just a They had some amazing athletes in, in Pancrase and, and, and that whole shoot fight world Really really good shit man As you can tell I'm a big fan of it And you know I'm not done talking I'm going to talk about this probably another podcast soon I don't know we're going to get deeper into this I don't know I'm into it man I've always been I Meaning into it that I think today we need it that the realm needs it that the, the pro wrestling realm needs it um i really do i i and i wouldn't do any weight divisions and all that shit to make it even more entertaining um i i just think it'd be pretty cool and again if there are like shoot fighting groups out there that are work shoots or that are anything like i'm talking about if it's in a cage or an octagon type thing or some kind i don't want to know about it you know uh and I, you know i i'm just saying i i think this in a ring like i told you in a regular ring uh blackout the arena spotlight over the ring old school type feel do it in the uk or definitely in japan um sign me up i think that shit would be bad ass for sure i'm telling you right now and don't be afraid to hit me up on the twitter at official taz let me know what you think and uh, and we'll post the graphics and shit. Well, probably a graphic up there right as you listen to this on on the Instagram, so you could you could comment on there. Tell me what you think of this of this concept. Um, uh, you know, uh, and that's the. And I know there could be other names 
Okay, there could be other names involved uh, as far as the wrestlers in WWE. I just named these guys. I'll go into names one more time before we wrap up here. So maybe I went too fast. Um, I would go as far as matchups. This is what I would. Uh, I could do that in another podcast. These are the names I would go. Again, just repeat what I said earlier. Lashley. Uh, I would go Samoa Joe. I would go Roddy Strong, Nakamura, Gable. Matt Riddle, uh, Shelton Benjamin, and uh, Roddy Strong. Oh, I'm sorry, Colorado. I said Roddy Strong. Colorado. All right. They're only tag team champs in NXT, so my bad. Um, <laughs> I would go with those cats right there. No disrespect to anybody else. I had Ziggler's name floating around there. That obviously, Brock Lesnar could do great in it. Um, I wouldn't go Brock just because Brock is, you know, done, he's going to, who knows what's going on with him. He's going back to UFC. If he's not, I mean, he's such a, you know, um, a huge icon in that realm too. Like, it, it, it. it you think it would be a no-brainer to have him in it? I, um, I don't know if I would. I don't know if I would do it. I don't. I know I'd have to be champion. It'll be. It'll surprise you when I tell you. And I'm not telling you now. I'm trying to hook your ass. Watch to listen to another fucking podcast. You think I'm stupid? <laughs> Shit, man. Come on. Anyway, so that's there. <laughs> <laughs> Alright guys, look, I appreciate you downloading this I hope you enjoyed it Hit me up, let me know what you think And, uh, you know That's really, you know what I mean Alright, look guys, I, I appreciate all the, all the support you guys give And I'll talk to you soon I'm Taz, you're not Adios Said I was raised in the days of my space and screen names back then when I was only worried about my top friends. Now my circle is getting smaller, all these people acting fake, man. And to be